3: They get their minutes, and they tackle them as they see fit. Here's your host from the Groundhog Day Project and Michael Myers Minute, Robert Black.
0: Minute 34, our paper bag puppet heroes avoid some traps, but the Minotaur catches up to them. To tackle Minute 34, we have Alex Thompson of Galaxy Quest Minute, along with Niall McGowan and John Parker of That Minute Returns.
2: You come home, there's a giant maze in your living room. You're like, what the? There's a giant maze in my living room.
1: I've heard of people rearranging the furniture, but this is... I can doodle
2: crazy. He, uh, this doesn't make any sense. to my I
3: It's like a fucking cocktail party in here.
0: If I get a few words from you before you go. Welcome to Dave Made a Minute, the podcast where I didn't do enough drugs before we started recording one minute at a time. I'm your host Alex Thompson. Joining me today in studio, we have our transmogrification correspondent, Niall McGowan. Yeah, hello. And our cardboard puppet correspondent, John Parker. Hello. Whoa. (laughs) I was going to try to do
1: like a whole pretend I had now become a puppet thing, but then I was like, oh, just people will think he's got like Ray Romano on or something. That's a girl. What are you talking about? I am a puppet.
0: Hi, right, I'm a puppet, and today we're looking at minute thirty-four of Dave made a maze. Minute thirty-four starts with everyone is cardboard, <laughs> 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 Fleely Kermit arms, ah. and Annie is asking Dave, "Is uh, what the hell did I type here?" And Annie is asking Dave if he can get them home, and ends with the appearance of what I believe to be a cardboard Minotaur.
1: Mm. Is it uh, oh. again? I, oh, because it's been a couple of minutes since we last were on the show. So it's just like, um, I've seen the movie, these two guys haven't, just in case people are like, oh, who, who, who are these people again?
3: Yeah, this uh, minute
2: really, really caught my attention.
1: So so I'm going to stop talking like yeah, that. Was yeah, like, um, I, I have a sinking feeling like it's not going to be the whole episode. <laughs> I was like, you need not stick him in this character the whole time.
2: <laughs> um, but then it no, turns out really then we...
1: that's such a popular thing that John does, and then <laughs> Batman it becomes like me hosting with this puppet guy. It's like, yeah, honestly, hi, I'm John. <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: like everyone loves it, but me. I'm like, I can't do the show anymore.
1: But <laughs> the audience that's, that's my
2: plan. It's my plan to make you leave instead of trying to kick you off. Um, no, th- this minute really caught my attention right because I watched this one first mm. by mistake. I, I, so then I thought this was a movie about little cardboard puppets, like in a horror film or like in a. You know, a uh, Goonies-style adventure, maybe, even. I couldn't <laughs> figure out the genre. So uh, this, I was I was like, holy crap, this is the best thing I've ever uh, seen. <laughs> <laughs> Someone
0: made a no-budge horror film with puppets. Yeah.
1: yeah! Well, yeah, Peter Jackson did it with Meet the Feebles. Yeah. <laughs> was, that was yeah, kind of what it was, yeah. so. I was. I was thinking
0: of the beginning of Team America, where they intentionally... <laughs> Did, like really crappy you know your crappy marionette puppets just to make get the studio execs going what the fuck are we paying them all this money for <laughs> oh my god what is this and then zoom out to like the good puppets
2: mm. I absolutely love the start of that film yeah
1: <laughs> that's the thing though
2: Frère Jacques Frère Jacques <laughs>
0: Dame, vous, dame vous. Because that's what French people say. <laughs>
2: and I love the way this looks like. It's okay, everyone. We stopped the terrorists. <laughs> Paris is in ruins.
0: As
1: the Eiffel Tower has crashed onto the Arc de Triomphe. That's, a, that's a th- the thing, though. Like Speaking of like a, a Team America, because that's obviously kind of riffing on, like, Thunderbirds and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But, like, I'm not too sure how, like, how big those things were in America. Although I know America made a Thunderbirds movie, you know, a couple of years back with Just a soundtrack by Busted. That's
2: how awesome it was. <laughs> Never busted. mention that film again, or Busted.
3: <laughs>
1: uh, but, like, because a lot of the time, though, when I was growing up, there, if you were, like, off school, sick or something, and they wouldn't put on any of the good cartoons that always show old episodes of, like, Joe 90 and uh, <laughs> Thunderbirds and Stingray and stuff like that. And were, was, um, were you not uh, into them as a kid? No, because I always oh. knew that there was, like, you know, I was a kid grew up on, like, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and the Batman animated series. And
2: then I'm like, what's this clunky puppet stuff? Well, I don't get this at all. This is crazy. Oh. <laughs> I loved it. I used to go around dressed as a Thunderbird. <laughs> <laughs> I had a Thunderbird birthday cake once—a big three-dimensional Thunderbird one. Oh really? which one? Thunderbird one was just the rocket, wasn't it? it was the rocket. Yeah, Thunderbird uh, three was my favorite—the the green. That's three, isn't it? Yeah, I thought that was two. The, the big green ship. No, two isn't two the red rocket, or oh maybe it's two. I think three's it's two. the red rocket. Three's the red rocket. Yeah. yeah, I
1: used to have a little toy of the red. I actually did like Thunderbird three, and then the fourth one was like a space station or something, wasn't it? Ye- oh, I or was it like yeah? There's, there's four that- and
2: five. One's a space station. One's a submarine. In two.
1: Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, the, one of them spawned out of two. You would have thought that would have been three <laughs> in theory, unless they were like, mm. I know we built these two things, and then we realized we could put a small one. <laughs> yeah. We I suppose it's just a paint job. We could just paint over the number, <laughs> but yeah. like. Th- Oh, it's also a, a drill, isn't it? It can be a submarine or a drill. I think it can... it's just I like find oh. out that like the the people of Tracy Island are so cheap that they're like, don't yeah. have money to waste on paint. We build a whole freaking island here. We haven't got any money to spare."
2: <laughs> so this is Thunderbirds minute. Uh, yeah, <laughs> let's talk was, about how awful Ben Kingsley yeah. was in
0: that movie. That's yeah. <laughs> funny. You were um, Team America, actually really the idea basically just started from matt and trey just wanted to make fun of jerry Bruckheimer, and wanted to just reshoot armageddon use the exact same shooting script but with puppets (laughs) and when they found out they couldn't they said okay so we'll write our own Bruckheimer movie and shoot that instead with puppets (laughs) that would have
2: been so good though i would have loved that
0: (laughs) i I may have them it may not have been armageddon it may have been a different Bruckheimer film but you know, or a Michael Bay film but no, they're all the in same yeah. It's yeah they
1: are I'm sure those guys must be ecstatic too when they realize like when Kim Jong-il died that was that <laughs> clip of him singing was in every news story as if like the world didn't know who he was <laughs> like if you don't know who Kim Jong-il is here's a puppet of him singing in Team America
0: <laughs> here's a puppet of him singing in a racist accent if you've not been watching the, the news for the past accents. 60 years here's this here's this guy from Korea
1: He's Ronery and Sadria Rony. <laughs> oh, but um, although that's the, th- the thing though, because like, what what's your guys' opinions on puppets in general? Because I know some people much like clowns cannot stand puppets. They just like they find them inherently quite creepy. Whereas I don't mm. mind them. I always find them kind of funny, <laughs> no matter even like you know again with like Chucky and stuff where they're like oh it's a living dog but it's like, oh it's like so creepy because he just comes alive I'm like he's always funny looking though even when he's lying static yeah. and his eyes slightly move and it's supposed to be creepy it's funny it's just funny to me but yeah I don't I don't have a problem with puppets or clowns I, I
0: know
2: people who have problems with clowns I'm like what?
0: whatever it's a guy and makeup, Yeah, yeah. Boogity,
1: boogity, boogity,
2: boogity. I really, really like puppets. I don't see the problem. Yeah. The only puppets I think are creepy are those really old-fashioned marionettes, like a Victorian-era marionette puppet, you know. Mm. They're quite creepy looking. Um, well, the
0: problem but... is Uncanny Valley, right? It's the mm. idea that the closer you get to approximating human appearance, the... Like more uncanny it looks. So if if the puppet gets to be too close to a human, it something looks off and disturbing about it. That's why I think some people don't like clowns. Is because it's like it's almost human, but there's something just (laughs) off about it. It's like the mouth is too big, or the eyes. You know, and then they
2: turn into a spider and try and kill you. Yeah, (laughs)
1: the thing is, my thing with with clowns is that I don't quite. Get like I've always asked people, and no one's ever given me an answer. Of like I, I've always been like, well, what is a clown? Like what's yeah. what's its backstory? And people are like, oh, it's like old stage makeup used to be very exaggerated. It's like, no, no, I know where the, it came. How the, the <laughs> clown came to be, but in the clown's own mind, as a character, where is it from? Is it like an alien? Like why why is this thing with a white face disappeared? And it's like doing <laughs> things, but it's doing. Oh, them- so you they- want the character biography? Yeah, of yes. Both the clown. Because, you know, I know like, a werewolf will have, a like, a mythology behind it, and you'll know, like, uh, vampires have mythology behind them, you can trace their roots, but the clown's always been like, yeah, it was a stage thing, and then we just do it now, like this, and it's like, no, but what's the, the character origin of a clown? Like, where is it hmm. coming from? Like what's the deal? Like it's like oh, kings used to have court jesters and like I know that. I mean, what what was in the <laughs> yeah. court jester's
2: head? Who what role was he playing? And why are they supposed to be funny? I don't understand mm.
1: that. I think I remember uh, a circus when I was growing up that had like the clowns would do the same act every year. And I guess those guys they must have toured and they just would have done that everywhere. <laughs> but I remember they only interested me because they weren't funny. But they did a whole thing where they, they dressed up as the Ghostbusters and like tried to catch ghosts in the tent and stuff. And that was yeah. the only bit I liked because I liked Ghostbusters. <laughs> it was like, well, you won me over by just making reference to a thing I like. Yeah, I there was something, uh, I remember
0: that kind of, sh- a little bit of innocence shattering. I went to see a renaissance festival when I was a kid. And they did a uh, human chess. So, you know, this person, you know, all these people will be dressed up as pawns and these people mm. are rooks and knights and queens and so on and so forth. And then I went to see it another year and I remembered a joke that they did, that they did again. And I'm like, oh, they're just following the same script.
2: Oh, mm. that would really it, take you out it, of
0: it. It was, it was a fun, and it was, a, you know, it's a solid joke too. One of the pawns finally gets to be, gets to the other side of the board and he gets turned into a queen. And, you know, this big burly man with a beard and long hair goes, I'm a queen. I'm a queen. ha
2: ha ha. And, you know, and it's like,
0: oh, oh mm. wait, I've heard that joke before. <laughs> no.
2: Oh, no, that would ruin the whole show for me. Yeah.
0: See, you I, mean uh, they're not improvising at all?
1: <laughs> see, I, I no. got really disillusioned. I don't know why I was so disappointed, because I guess I should have seen it coming. Because I went to see, uh, when I was like 16, uh, when Green Day were uh, touring American Idiot. I would have been older than 16 then. That would have been like 17 or 18. But like... They did a big show in Dublin, and I wasn't a massive Green Day fan, but I was like, I don't like them enough. I'll go to this. And um, there was a whole bus of us went down. There's all there was more going for the camaraderie of, of the, the situation, and like on stage, they'd have like you know huge screens, and it was a very impressive stage show. But because Green Day are like a punk band or pop punk, and there's, you know punks all mm-hmm. rebellion and just things been chaotic and stuff. Yeah, and they were jumping off speakers and like going nuts on stage. and I was like, oh, it's very impressive that they've, they've done all that. And then they would show you, like, in music videos for the singles, they would just go, like, oh, here's... Or even you just get, like, here's Green Day live in, like, Berlin or something. Mm. And You'd flick that on the music channels. And then I'd notice, like, he jumped off that speaker at the exact same point in that song when I saw them as well. (laughs) And then I realized, like, oh, everything here is perfectly choreographed. This is all... All of these jumping about and all this crazy stuff on stage is meticulously planned by someone <laughs> who's not Green Day. Like, it's obviously someone who's like, well, make it look like it's really energetic and youthful, you know? But, like, well, something the kids will like. But yeah, make sure they get their hair extra spiky and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. and then after, well, it's like, I oh, mean, Green some Day
3: are- of
0: that is, I mean, I think that's maybe the most cynical point of view. Some of that is also, you know, Green Day have been doing this for what 20 30 odd years so they've got a sense of what the good point in the song is to jump off of the speaker mm. and then at the same time yeah some of it is all and then some of it's also kind of Improvised discovery, like you—you you, the first time you'd play this song, you jump off the speaker at that time. It's like, eh, it's all right. And then you jump off the speaker at this beat in the song. It's like, ooh, that was better. And eventually, yeah. you find the point mm-hmm. where
1: it's good. Well, that's the thing. A lot of people probably don't know though, is that you know that there's publicly, you see, there's three guys in Green Day, but there's actually a fourth member. Who, like, who mm-hmm. shies away from the limelight. That's actually Alex Thompson, the host of Galaxy Quest Minute. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> He's actually very defensive about the Green Day stage shows.
0: Yeah, 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 no. yeah, yeah.
2: Yes, we've uncovered the truth. Yeah. That's why we're the, best, the world's best investigators.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you, you are the Dark Knight detectives.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> uh, anywho. I think his name is like Jason White or something like that. Because mm-hmm. I remember them shouting him out when they were doing their... At the the end of whatever song they were
1: finishing up a show with. Yeah. I think I I just had a lot of questions, because I didn't know that when I saw them. Yeah. And I was like, well, who's this other guy? Yeah. Why is he just standing there? And he's, he seems to be playing an integral part in the songs, because he's doing a lot with the guitar and whatnot. But I was like, no. And then some of my friends who was a big fan was like,
2: yeah, it's the other guy. There's a fourth it's member of Green Day. Guy. <laughs> it's I like don't the fifth think... Beatle, the fourth Green Day. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he was always a member. I think they brought him in. Like uh, I think he was originally just a touring kind of backup guitar guy but they they liked playing with him and got on with him so I think he technically now is a member isn't he but he I, just sort of I was always on the, impression that he the was, side
1: I, I always thought he was like he was one of the founders of Green Day but he just didn't like the, the the limelight of it, so he's like, oh, oh, I no. want to be part of the band, but I don't want to be like gurning into magazine covers and stuff like that. <laughs> I want to be. No,
2: I think they brought him in for like American Idiot that kind of time, didn't they? And then
1: yeah. So what
0: I'm seeing here, based on his Wikipedia, so grain of salt. So he was in. The, he was a friend of the band. Mm. He was in the When I Come Around video. Oh. Um and then. Because American Idiot had more of a rock kind of a sound and needed fuller guitar sounds than uh, their previous stuff, he was required to basically play with the band during the tour. Yeah, for like the entire tour, and eventually they just kind of said, "Like, just come be with us for all the things,
2: mm. <laughs> except the photo shoots." <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, I think he. I think he is just a touring guitarist, but like you know the. He, the touring guitarist now in like half their
1: discography so <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs> i think at, at that point you are a member of the band come on yeah yeah, yeah. but um but anywho this was uh, what, what's the minutes. I, yeah, the <laughs> uh well what i was gonna say when i was chatting before about how i watched this first and thought oh my god it's like a movie with, with puppets and whatnot so I, what's happening here don't ruin it but let's let's just <laughs> Yeah. What is going on? I'm assuming then, having now seen the other minutes, that like people have transformed into these carpal puppets or these creatures in the maze.
1: No, these are the these are your main characters as puppets.
2: Have, okay, have they become puppets, or is this just like a funny little visual or representation? Or are
0: these like voodoo dolls or Ooh, something of that yeah. kind of a thing?
1: Uh, no, there's literally, they go down like a chute, and they just come out the other and end as puppets. They come out the poop chute <laughs> as puppets? And they're just okay. like, well, we're puppets now, and then they go okay. along for a bit, and then they well, a little while down the line, they're not puppets anymore. <laughs> Oh, it doesn't carry on. Oh, well, you'll see on. that in the next minute, John. I was
0: reminded of the one line I like from the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy movie. Just fold, I think I'm a sofa. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Great delivery as well there. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, I know how you feel.
0: <laughs> and then they turn back into humans.
2: So you, I, I take it you weren't a fan of the movie then, like <laughs> most people weren't.
0: I mean, yeah. If that was my only exposure to the to the material, then yeah, sure, it was fine. But you know, obviously knowing how, obviously knowing the source material mm. better, it's like, well, they did their best, I guess.
2: But yeah, did they? Did they? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they tried. They gave it a shot. Yeah, they tried. I'll, I'll give them that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they
1: did. They cast Alan Rickman well. And Martin yeah. Freeman, actually. Oh yeah, and those mm. two guys, like, oh yeah, they, those. Even Moss yeah. Def is like, oh yeah, you, you usually wouldn't think of them as like been an American guy, but I don't know, maybe maybe it even specifies in the book that he is, but I don't know, I don't recall that, but because uh, mm. I remember seeing was the, the Hitchhiker's Guide show way back in the eighties, and uh, you used to get repeats of that. I'm pretty sure if the guy who played Zaphoid and that was American. He was, putting on a terrible accent. <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs>
2: that could be. That could be the case. Let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um, but yeah, th- th- that's the thing, though, because like I think we even touched on this at one point on that minute. Like the 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 idea of you've been transformed into something else always inherently terrifies me. But like like one of my favorite movies is the the Fly, like the the Jeff Goldblum version of the Fly. And like, but that re- the film really like scared the crap out of me. And a lot, a lot of horror movies actually, I love horror movies, but not because I like the atmosphere of them. I just I don't find a lot of them actually scary. And uh, that's why people, people were talking about the new Halloween. It's like it's not scary. It's like none of them are scary. They're just enjoyable. <laughs>
2: Oh, I don't know, the first one, I would say, is scary to a point. Yeah, I never I never got like, oh, Michael Myers could be around any corner. It's like, no, he's a made-up character
1: in a movie. <laughs> of course he doesn't exist. Like, like, somebody could be around the corner, but like that could happen <laughs> at any point in your life anyway. Oh,
2: I get freaked out easy. But the second ring, the Japanese one, to me is just the scariest thing mm. ever. The thing it's horrible. <laughs> I love it.
1: This is the thing. Again, this is getting tangential. I'll probably even lose my original point, but like... One of the the scariest things in the first in the first ring Ringu <laughs> was was not I thought it was supposed to be a scary moment, but it turns out it was like unrelated. Well, there's a bit where like the, the 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 son of the main character he's coming out of his apartment and he comes around the corner and I think it's supposed to be his dad or something, but the family's obviously all estranged and he's just sort of like the guy in a trench coat holding an umbrella just staring at the kid and they just kind of stare at each other for a minute and then the kid walks away and I was like, oh, that's like that's the ghost. That's, that's okay. so creepy. And it turns out, no, that was nothing to do with anything to do with the, the videotape. But I thought that was the most chilly part. And then the bit, you know, friggin' uh, Sonica coming out of the TV was like, oh, yeah, this is, um, I get this. But <laughs> like, yeah, who was that guy absolutely. in the coat though? What happened there?
0: <laughs> so, it was speaking, creepy. Speaking of ghosts or, or smoke or something, we get this pink smoke coming out of this pipe. Yeah. Um, yeah. That that is
1: uh um question mark. <laughs> they yeah. seem to be scared of it. I think this is the Minotaur that you may see in a bit as an yeah. indication of Well
0: the pink smoke is what, Minotaur breath? That
1: is the herald of the Minotaur? That is uh... <laughs> this, is, this is the yeah. Minotaur's version of the Silver Surfer. The <laughs> the ah, heralds yes. <laughs> of the Minotaur.
0: Yes. This this is the Norin rad to the Minotaur's Galactus. <laughs>
1: Well,
2: then... The Vermilion Minotaur. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, hopefully people know what I'm talking about. There, you two probably yeah. don't. But... <laughs> might, I,
0: might I also point out it's pretty great that this is a minotaur oh. we're covering the movie by minute. Uh, minute thirty. I like tour. the way. Eh? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we, we ourselves are minotaurs. <gasps> oh. <so. gasps> Oh, if, you, if
2: you pronounce it the way most English people do, it doesn't work, though. We tend to say yeah, yeah, Minotaur, yeah, well, even yeah. though that's clearly not the way a Greek person would have said it.
0: <laughs> well, I think they would have pronounced it Minotaur, right? Or,
2: Probably, yeah, I, w- I would think so. Well oh, 'cause
0: because it's based on the Greek god Minos, or Minos, or however you pronounce it. Mm.
2: I would think, with my very limited knowledge of Greek, despite having lived in Cyprus, you'd think I'd know more. Um, I believe it would be, yeah, Minos.
1: Mm. Yeah. See, I See, my knowledge of it is from frequent Batman minute guest, Day of Kingsmill, who does YouTube videos about mythology. I'm pretty sure she just calls it Minotaur all the time. Yeah. And she did a whole video about the origin of the Minotaur. People should look it up because it's quite good and very insightful. mm um and she does it in a very funny way as well. She's not dry
2: or about about a dry. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's not like a history lecture or something yeah. like that. You know, it's it's fun. Yeah.
1: She usually draws like little cartoons and stuff that'll pop up on the screen as she's telling the story and stuff. So it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah. Um So we get these
0: puppets and they're puppeting across the screen and <laughs> ducking a hammer thing. Yeah.
1: That's the like, this always the idea of people turning into puppets always reminds me. Of uh, wasn't there an episode of Angel where he he turns into a puppet for a bit? Oh, oh yeah,
2: it's amazing.
1: Think, holy crap! But before it's amazing, what? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, before I, I saw that episode, I, I I didn't watch. Like I, I, for some reason, I couldn't get bored with Angel. I loved Buffy. And then the first season of Angel came out and it was playing like, mm. and like the Irish TV would be like, literally, you have Buffy followed by Angel. I'm sure most networks did that because it would just make sense. And Angel mm. didn't click
2: with me. I was like, no, nah, I'm not enjoying this as much. Well, let's be, let's be honest. He's not as interesting a character. No, no. To base a show around. I mean, Buffy's cool. You've got a whole crew. And they try and recreate that with Angel, but none of them are as interesting. Mm. And the thing, like,
1: uh, so I didn't really properly watch it for like ages. And then I went to – I came to you know, Liverpool here, went to university and actually got to go into proper comic book stores and stuff. And I remember they had in Forbidden Planet the yeah. angel as a puppet. And for some reason in my head that clicked has been like a really horrific thing. It's like, oh, that'll be like a, <laughs> a really terrifying episode of like you got turned into a puppet and like you were just – the angels are turned into a puppet. He's, just like, he's a static puppet on the floor. And I was like, oh, that'd be horrible. And then I saw the episode, and it's entirely played for laughs.
2: <laughs> it's like, oh, it's a comedy episode.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, I did not get that one right at all. But, <laughs> but the concept of the Fold whole thing. I'm a puppet. Like, if I was these people, although the whole thing is, like, these people should be freaking out a lot more than they are within the base throughout the whole movie. <laughs> they do freak out, but not, like, if it were me, I'd be just like, fuck, I'm tearing down these walls. Fuck us, I'm out of here. But the, <laughs>
2: a bit like Asterios coconos escaping the corn maze. Yeah, pretty, exactly. Yeah. I'm
0: going through the walls. <laughs> yeah.
2: And I know they have before people say that it's within
1: the movie. There's a whole, there's a reason they can't just tear down the walls and stuff. But yeah, I would an be an like, fuck it. I, I'm assume, down the walls. I
0: assume there's an explanation. They can't just pull out a switchblade and just cut. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's a yeah. whole. Yeah,
1: there's a whole reason that they have to complete the maze and stuff. But uh, the thing is, like, I, if I was turned into one of these puppets, I would be like mentally. This, this destroyed. I think most people would if you discovered that you were a puppet. <laughs> yeah. it's, a, it's
2: a movie what thing, though. What if I isn't told you
0: you're a puppet right now? <gasps> a puppet dun, of dun, the dun. system.
2: <laughs> no, it's a movie thing, though. People just accept stuff that I would. Thinking about and freaking out about for about six months, Mm. (laughs) they move on in about five (laughs) minutes. Like, oh, okay, cool, let's deal with this. I'd be like, no, wait a minute, hang on, let me think about this. What the hell's going on?
0: No one in movies has anxiety or (laughs) (laughs) obsessive
2: or is
1: obsessive unless it's cartoon. Played for cartoonish Mm.
0: extent.
2: I want better anxiety representation, please. (laughs) This just
1: always reminds me of the end of Last Action Hero, which I got kind of defended as a movie multiple times. I think Last Action Hero's day is almost upon us, where people will oh, yeah. stop it. laying into it and will finally go,
2: oh, that's actually a pretty good movie. <laughs> uh, it's getting a bit more of a praise now, I think, with the... Uh with some people younger than us even. Yeah, cuz it happened with Demolition Man. Like for, for years I was like,
1: "No, Demolition Man's great." And people are like, "Demolition Man pot of crap." And now yeah. people are like, "Oh, no, Demolition Man's like a really good satire." It's like it was always a really good satire. The world's just only finally kind of cri- the critical consensus has finally shifted around.
2: And like, I was in the same position defending that movie, you know, with all of my heart.
1: Mm. And I think finally the last action hero might people might go like, "You know, it's actually a lot better than people say it is." Uh, but it, like, at the end where like Arnie's shot and they have to get him back into the theater and Ian McKellen's walking about and all that business and uh, yeah because he's, he's supposed to be dying from his wounds and then as soon as he's in the movie just, the, the paramedics are like what the hell this is, a, this is just like a flesh wound can't be a big baby and like, <laughs> you know, everything's back to the, the movie way of things and uh... it's just a flesh wound <laughs> And Danny DeVito is still going about as a cat and stuff and it's like
2: <laughs>
0: Uh, And uh, the only thing I had to say about this minute is the line, why do you always have to make it so hard? (laughs) (laughs) Oh,
2: well, you know. uh, (laughs) Oh, my. I don't really want to go into that.
1: Mm. Oh, my. Uh, The other thing, like, I was trying to mine my puppet knowledge. (laughs) But actually, it did did remind me of, and this is a thing I advise everyone to look up because... One of the great lost TV shows. This is almost like a freaking thing out of Creepy or something, but it definitely did exist. <laughs> um, was a, I remember when I was a kid, there was a show called The Rimini Riddle, which was an Irish TV show, and it was supposed to be for kids, but it was one of those things. It's like, how the fuck was that for kids? That was scary <laughs> as hell. And one of the, uh, it's one of the things. If you look it up, there's a what, there's a Facebook page that I'm a member of that's people dedicate to tracking down the Rimini Riddle, and you can get like stills from it. But RTE, like the, the station that, that played it, are like uh, we can give you out individual episodes, but it'll be seventy-five euro each. They've not no plans to release it on DVD and stuff.
3: Mm. And it
1: seems to be like it wasn't a big hit, but it the mental scars have stayed with children <laughs> to, to, until now, where they're like, "Wait, what <laughs> yeah, the fuck?" Still, yeah, because I one of the plot lines. Well, they had a whole thing with like there's a bunch of these little kids and the the puppets. I'll send a link to like so people can see this like whatever uh, on the Twitter or Facebook for this for the for the show here. But like the puppets were horrifying looking, and they were just humans, but they just looked really they're trying too hard to be realistic. So they had like an old woman puppet that just looked like this leather mess and stuff. And uh, these kids went to live with her in her. Um, I think it was it was kind of like round the twists. I think she lived in a lighthouse or something. And she always had a picture, a painting on the wall, of these two little girls who apparently had like committed suicide, and like the the painting would come to life on occasion and stuff. And it'd be look little. Sometimes it was kind of like Twin Peaks. It'd be sometimes it was like just complete soap opera about what the teenagers were up to, and then they would go into like this weird subplot. And they had a whole thing where the youngest kid had a, a little. A, a little toy called, I think it was called Milo. And the, the, and he used to constantly talk about Milo's talking to me. Like the, the, used to say, and they're like, oh, it's like his imaginary friend. And then you found out in the show that no, Milo is talking to him. It, the, the, the doll is possessed. And this whole thing was, then was that at the end of it, there was supposed to be a thing of, it was going to lead him. Milo was a thing from another dimension that would, that would lure children in. So its masters could, like, eat kids, basically. And this was a long, drawn-out plot line and stuff. Holy crap. And it was really, really fucking creepy. And, like, when you went into the other dimension, they would flip the image to negative, so everything was, like, the wrong color and stuff like that. And, like, uh, there was another one as well, because, like, when... I think Milo got a conscience, and then he didn't want to kill this one kid. And then they sent another one, like, I think it was a little... It might have been a ball or something, called Otto, who was even more evil than he was and stuff. And it was really like it was terrifying stuff when you were a kid, because it was all very, very subtly played, where like like you know, literally just be like the, the doll's head was so sort of slightly turned and stuff. And he was like a little purple otter or something like that. And, what um, the hell? Yeah, it was, oh, it was it was creepy stuff, man. But like the thing is though, it's one of those things like the show definitely did exist, and there are people who are like, this actor was in it. But there's no proper, like, release. You can't just go on YouTube and you can get, like, one or two clips from it. But there'd be just random out-of-context clips of, like, just something... Yeah, this was just in an episode. And it's... Uh, but I do investigate. If we can get people to properly now go and hammer the RTE hard, we can finally solve the Rimini Riddle and get get a goddamn release for that show. Because I'm pretty sure it'll be... Hell yeah. It'll be terrible now if I watch it nowadays. But, like, it does have one of those things. of like, no, that, that was... A lot of sleepless nights watching that show. I would like to see it again in full, just to exercise that demon, personally. But.
2: So when are we doing a podcast exercising this demon, then?
1: Well, don't know if we can, because there's not much footage of it. it be pretty much me saying exactly what I said there now. And ben, like, we will speaking, find
0: it. You know, speaking of kids' shows that were, like, too dark, and also puppets did... Did uh, the TV series Dinosaurs make it across the uh, oh,
2: oh yeah, yeah, the It wasn't the... very big among people I yeah. knew, but I did see it. Mm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that like every episode was, you know, for the most part was, you know, fun family sitcom and then the finale is <laughs> yeah. either the volcano or the comet or whatever. I think it's the comet, off, isn't it? I think it's a comet and then everyone dies.
2: <laughs> yeah, isn't it like the last shot? I seem to remember um, it's is like a huge Is everyone newsreader? just kind
0: of or, or I feel like the last shot was like everyone huddled together in fear, just sort of like grimly yeah. facing their fate.
2: And it's just after the newsreader basically says like We're all gonna die." The, the climate's now changed because of the comet, and we're all gonna die. And he like signs off for the last time, <laughs> and then you see them all huddled together. It's like, holy crap! <laughs> oh my god!
1: Well, to be fair, that's probably realistically what happened when the dinosaurs mm-hmm. saw the comet coming. Yeah. So.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's more realistic than it's probably depicted in a lot of other things. <laughs>
1: yeah, and it took a couple of million years for humans to discover red checkered shirts themselves. That they're like <laughs> from
3: artifacts. And now they make up most books. of.
2: Now we they make this, up most of my wardrobe.
0: To, yeah, we had to re-engineer it from the fossils of old uh, dinosaurs. <laughs> yes. I wish I could remember. It's been so long since I read it. There was this really cool um, – I think it's it was a short story, and then it got adapted into a – he adapted into a longer story. Isaac Asimov wrote a, a story called Nightfall
1: oh.
0: about um, – it's this planet that's entirely in uh, day it, It's because it, it's just surrounded by like six suns or whatever. And uh, there's one day every, I don't know, million years or something like that where it turns to night. Uh, or all, basically all the suns are set for one day, every like million years. And so they're just kind of investigating this world, you know, cause most people, if it's every million years, you don't necessarily know about it. And so they're investigating their world and they see, huh, it's like they're the ruins of this civilization about a million years ago. And it just seemed like all of a sudden everyone just went crazy and civilization just collapsed. And then, huh, like a million years before that, there was a civilization and then everyone just went crazy, and, uh, like, everything just collapsed. And eventually, I think they figure out it's because, you know, they've only seen you, – you don't see the night, but once every million years, and the sight of the stars in the sky just, like, drives everyone mad and civilization collapses. <laughs> and it's, oh, that's cool.
1: That's <laughs> and they like, Oh, it's so dark and grim. It's going to be like – I was expected to have that um... – it's almost a South Parky kind of twist there, where it's like, no, it was, it was exactly this many years since between them. But how many years yeah. is, is is it now until the next one? Oh yeah, my I, God. I think it
0: is. It's I think this it does year. come up towards that. It does. I think that is where it eventually ends up. It's like, oh, we're coming up to about a million years. We're about due for our. <laughs> we're about due for our nightfall. <laughs> Uh, anyway, we are pretty off-topic, so uh, anything that's else it. for Minute 34 here? Uh,
1: no, I think it's, it, you should mention that it ends on the humorous note of you, you assuming that this monstrous minotaur is about to appear, and then it's like a little puppet minotaur, and it kind of ends mm-hmm. on a very nice shot of just the glib puppet, just sort of puppets just staring at oh, it. Oh, well. I like,
0: yeah, that's, that's pretty funny.
2: Yeah, but it's still My terrifying God. to them, though. You know?
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. if they're about the size of... If, I mean, this puppet is about the size of them, so this is about a man-sized minotaur.
2: Mm. Yeah, it's huge. That's that's big. I'd be terrified of that thing coming at me.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't be thrilled to see a man-sized minotaur, uh, which we might get to see later on in this movie. Mm. Um, So, fellas, you want to plug your things, or I'll plug? Yeah,
2: I'll I'll take it away this time because I'm a narcissist. (laughs) Clearly, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. If you enjoy listening to us for whatever reason, I don't know why you would. No, please, please do enjoy it. Please come and check us out because we host the Bat minute podcast where we go through the Batman movies one minute at a time. Uh, as of recording this, we are currently going through Batman Returns, which is my favorite one. So it's wonderful. I love every episode. And uh, you can find us just everywhere. Just look us up. We're on Facebook. We have the Bat minute Listener's Cave. We're on Twitter at Bat minute. Yeah, give us a review on iTunes as well once you check us out, because that's very helpful.
0: And as for me, you can check me out on Galaxy Quest Minute, Independence Day Minute, and Cleveland and 6 going deep into Major League. All of those will be on your podcatcher of choice, same place you find Bat Minute. Also check all of us out guesting on various other people's Minute shows. Um, And, yeah, all right, join us. Well, not join us, I guess. uh, We'll be back sometime much later, but join somebody for Minute 35, I guess? Yeah, that's a thing. Um, yeah, Yeah. until then, go make a maze. Bye! <laughs> uh-huh. And then I can probably
1: disarm all the traps, and then we can could, we could finish this maze! Who is with me?
0: That was Alex Thompson of Galaxy Quest Minute, along with Naomi Gowan and John Parker of Bat Minute Returns, taking on Minute 34 of Dave Made a Maze. They will be back in Minute 71. Next time, on Dave Minute Minute... We've got me, Robert Black, of Michael Myers' Minute, taking on Minute 35.
3: Thank you for listening to Dave Made a Minute. Intro dialogue snippets were taken from Dave Made a Maze, directed by Bill Watterson, written by Bill Watterson and Steve Sears, and produced by John Charles Meyer. Intro music is diversion by The Equals, featured in the film Dave Made a Maze, and Life Cycle of a Match by Parvis Decree. Outro music is leaving this godforsaken place and her presence is strong here by Parvis Decree. Dave Made a Minute is a production of Lemming Drops Studio and all other featured podcast producers. You can find more content at LemmingDrops.com. Check us out on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Dave Made a Minute. If you like what you hear, throw us a rating and review on your podcatcher of choice. And check out all of the participants' other shows to spread the love around. Again, thank you for listening.
1: As
2: long as we're all working together, this is going to be fun. It's going to be great. I need you to notify the families of
3: everyone who died here today. Totally. Wait, what?